Welcome to another amazing episode of the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tim Malloy, and with me this week are our stars. Oh, Aaron. Aaron coming out of Nashville. Keith, reporting live from Dallas, Texas. Welcome. Welcome. It's good to be here. This week we are talking about Amazon's Undone, a very strange, I think very good animated show about a 28-year-old woman named Alma who almost dies in a car accident. And when she comes back, she finds that she can sort of control and manipulate time, uh, including talking to her father who died many, many years ago. This is a pretty different show. I liked it a lot. Uh, What did you both think? Keith, let's start with you. Huh. Don't put me on the spot first. Well, I've always enjoyed shows like this um, that that are pretty thought-provoking but then also have a certain charm to it. I think they mix a, a good deal of uh, drama, um, interesting, engaging characters, and comedic elements into one show, and I really appreciate that about it. And it's, and it's kind of trippy, too, right? Like, it's... um, I, I really didn't know what to expect from it. I know when I first saw, like, like the trailer for it, I thought it was going to be something like... Um, it was a film that came out years ago, A Scanner Darkly. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the animation is very similar to that, where you have this um, photorealistic animation. I don't know what you would call it, where pretty much the, the animated versions actually look exactly like the, the actors or actresses. And so from a visual standpoint, it's also very stunning. And I like what they did with that that look because the look itself is kind of um, out of this world. And they, I, I like how they incorporate that into the show. Yeah, I think it's a great example of what happens when you let creatives have time to put together a show. I mean, I kind of, before we started recording, took a, a few minutes to look up a few more things about the show. Apparently, it took about um, 18 months to create this season, uh, which is eight episodes of about 21 to 25 minutes each, something like that, Um, which is not a whole lot of content. But you have to like I think this is a great example is if you let good people do good work and you just like kind of let them loose. This is kind of what you can get from it. It's it's something about the animation that incorporates well into into the grand scheme of things. It does feel like a long film, though. And I, and I mean that as a compliment. Um, I mean, if you're just sitting down watching it, it takes, oh, it takes around three hours or so to finish. Uh, but I thought it, it really worked well. Which I really do appreciate that also that it's, I'm kind of honestly tired of these series that have like these 45 minute to hour long episodes. I kind of like how you can sit there and watch Undone in just 20, 25, 30 minutes, and it, it makes you want more from that, you know? Well, also, you can absorb what happened. I mean, I do think one thing about the age we're in now with, you know, what we're calling kind of the binge era of TV is sometimes, like, that formula, I feel like everybody thinks they have to do anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour, and sometimes it's just not... I, I just I think sometimes those things are too long or like you're just unnecessarily like putting yourself in that sort of format. Like even a show like Stranger Things in this later seasons, I think would have benefited from cutting down the length into, of some episodes. 
And and I think that, you know, this show really like if you wanted to take a moment to take a break, there's a lot to piece together and, and think about, you know, not just the comedy and, and enjoy that and, and some of the, the intricate things that happen between these characters, but also just the mystery behind what what's going on, which is, you know, a rare blend of comedy and mystery. You don't see that a whole lot. I mean, you've got the old network rule that shows have to be a 60-minute drama or a half-hour comedy, and that's kind of the only choices. And I feel like Amazon in particular is really mixing that up in an interesting way because I would say Undone is probably more of a drama than a comedy. And meanwhile, Mrs. Maisel is probably more of a comedy than a drama. And yet, watching I watched the pilot of Mrs. Maisel because I made fun of it last week. And uh, it was... It's excellent. It's so good. I was I was just kidding. I was wrong, um, and that was an that was an hour, and that worked really really well. And I think that shows probably more comedy than drama. And then you've also yeah. got like Fleabag, which has dramatic and comedic elements that just got the Emmy for best comedy very deservedly, um, clocking in at like you know twenty four minutes an episode where you can really just like plow through them and really appreciate them more. Yeah. 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 But you know what? It's funny that you say that you consider Undone to be more of a drama than a comedy, whereas I consider it more of a comedy. You know? <laughs> I, but but that's the thing. I think I think for different people, it's different things. I mean, I yeah, I, it's complicated. Let, let's let's actually talk a little bit about we're kind of like just praising the show, and and I think in a well deserved way. Uh, let's kind of dive into some of the elements of what makes the show what it is. Just uh, I guess starting with uh, the characters and just like literally what's happening uh from here on we're, we're going to be spoiling a lot about the show so if you're interested in watching it this is where we tell you uh pause at the six minute mark or wherever you happen to be uh and come back because we're finna dive deep into what's going on in the show and revealing plot points that are crucial to you know kind of unveiling the mystery so uh, please come back later after you watched it and with that let's do it you have some more. Yeah. So, yeah, I, like, everybody's flawed as hell. Um, That's for the one most of my part. favorite things. One of my favorite things about it. Yeah, every single character. Everybody's what now? I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. Flawed as hell. Flawed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I um, mean, I'm sure if we saw Tunde outside of the, the preschool, we'd probably catch him doing something crazy. Yeah, he's probably the only character because I guess because he's so minor, you don't really catch him doing anything. Or but really, we only see him at the preschool, you know what I mean? Right. So maybe in like a second season, we'll get some more out of his character. Yeah, but, hooking up with Becca or something. <laughs> <laughs> Poor speaking Becca. Of, speaking of which, how y'all feel about her character? Love Becca. Love, love Becca. I mean, I just, I just feel like the characters are so, so, so. Much like people we know, right? You know, like they're flawed. They make mistakes. They, they, you know, they're good people, but they, you know, they beat themselves up and they, they push people away because because they're concerned about the just the possibility of being hurt. You know, what yeah. I mean, like that's very common. I like how her fiance is a good guy, but also not quite right. Like you can be a good person and not be the right person. And you usually don't see that. Is he a good guy though? Is he? I mean, at least in the early episodes that I've seen, cause I've only he, seen the first four. About is, I think, I think he, I, I agree with him. I think he is displayed to be a good guy, but just like in the sense of not being good for Becca. Okay. Yeah, wait a minute. Exactly. All right. All right. No, nah, no, nah, let's, 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 I'm, 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 I'm going to do some real talk. I'm going to do some real talk real quick. Cause we all know that guy who, now, Tim, I don't know how far you got, but like, there was this moment 
it's because like, when, when we say good guy, see, I, I I'm not sure exactly how you guys mean it. So he I just mean, doesn't do anything that's like assholeish, but he doesn't particularly seem like a a person you want to be around. Like he he's kind of like super fake. And he's the kind of guy where you're like, even when you're kind of uncomfortably trying to tell him, hey, I'm not super interested in hanging out with you like Sam, he'll be like, all right, see you, golf o'clock. And he's like, I don't even kick it with you, but like, what's golf o'clock? Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I kind of don't want to be around you that much, but that's that's cool, dog. Okay, I, I guess we're running with this because I have to be around you because that's what my girlfriend wants. Well, he's, like, cor- he's corny and fake, but like sometimes you have to be corny and fake with like people you're forced into close proximity with. Like, when Yeah, but y'all call him a good who- guy, though. So, yeah, so yeah, I, I guess it, I'm trying to but, understand what y'all mean by good guy here. I, I yeah. think it is good of him to try to like relate to, you know, like his sister's, his his girlfriend's sister who he doesn't necessarily like. Like, I think he goes, we would never hang out in a normal situation, but, you know, here we are thrown together. I'm going to do my best in my way. And my way might be cheesy, but he's trying. Yeah, I don't I don't even think it's so much of a fake thing. It's just that that is just his way of how he relates to people. You know what I'm saying? And and he's well, he's like a rich kid and shit. You know what I'm saying? He kind of grew up privileged and everything. And I think just like what Tim's saying, I think he's just trying to do be his best for the person that he's with. Like usually in in, in any type of film or series where a woman would cheat on a guy, that's that's falls into the uh, I guess the kind of caricature that he falls in. He's like a complete asshole. He's a complete jerk, you know what I mean? He's that guy. But this person, he wasn't a blatant jerk or whatever, you know? I don't think he was a blatant jerk. I just think he's, I don't know, I've just been around a lot of people who, they're more slimy than this guy. But, I mean, <laughs> like, in some cases, like, he was saying stuff. I remember being in New York, like, oh, my God, I can't wait till we're not around these coworkers no more. I'm only here for Sarah. I'm just, I'm just dealing with it. I'm just digging my nose. In my drink as long as I can, and then soon she <laughs> say we could dip, so she done networking. We gonna leave, and I'm just entertaining this dude because I have to right now, and this sucks. <laughs> but yeah, but I, think I, I guess just because, just I guess to my point, just because uh, you don't particularly like a person doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. No, I like y'all. Look, I I didn't, I wasn't about to make a good or bad thing. Y'all just called him a good guy. I'm just, he's just a no. dude. It's kind of awkward. I think the reason why is. I um I'm even having this conversation because to me I feel like if we try to make him be too bad of a guy or too flawed of a character, and it kind of takes away from Becca. And but but not so I just and like for Becca to have made her decision, like if she made her decision based off the fact that her fiance was was pretty much trash, then you kind of sympathize with her. No, but like, yeah, Becca loves him no matter what I think of how lame he is. She loves him. That's the thing, right? We think, but maybe there's something wrong there. I mean, because in her subconscious, in her subconscious level, she hooked up with the bartender. Okay, but so let's go a little further. We're gonna start spoiling stuff for you, Tim. You ready for these spoilers? Ready. All right. So when he doesn't turn out to be like a murderer in the eighth episode, and I've been defending him based on the first four episodes. Yeah, man, he murders a whole bunch of people. Actually, what <laughs> happens is um, it, it turns out that uh, there's a bunch of stuff that happens with this. And so Becca, like before uh, the wedding ceremony, she gets cold feet. She starts running into the um, to the stairwell and uh, Alma comes. and She's like, 
what's going on? She was like, I don't know. I'm, I just don't know if I'm ready. And then she was like, I cheated on him. And she was like, oh, really? Oh, like, and because you remember, she was like, oh, I don't remember. But like, she did, you know, find out. Right. And right. then um, Becca was like, no, I cheated on him again. Oh, no. Like after that, like a week ago. She was like, what the fuck? And, and Becca was like, I'm just... I just don't know what I'm doing. Like she's like, I always do this. I get with somebody I love, or I feel like I could get get with, and it'd be like something that lasts a long time. And then I screw it up. I just always do this, and she's like, I don't know why. And she was freaking out. They end up having the marriage, and then after um, they get married, she ends up telling her husband why they're on the honeymoon, and he annuls the marriage. Yeah, but I think another part that that um, you forgot to mention, I think that was real interesting, was initially they had um. Remember, Becca and Alma got into an argument. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just trying to get to the point of what happened with that. She but yeah, yeah, yeah. First out, and she said um, she had mentioned her having sex with the bartender. And then the fiance, the groom, walks up and hears. And then, you know, that, that pretty much just ends everything then and there. And so what Alma does, she uses her powers to go back in time to make she sure. She manipulates the timeline. Outbursts. Dude, that's exactly what I would do with time travel. Like, why Hell did I yeah. say that? Why did I, like, offend that person by accident? <laughs> yeah, she kept, like, fixing mistakes she made, which was really fun to watch. That was probably, I think that was the first time I could think of that she's done that. And, but then at the same time. She had done it before. I can't think of no time. But, but no, but it, it, it was, even at the beginning, she was doing it by accident. Okay. Yeah. But once she had did it, it still happened. Like, Becca still made the decision to tell him. And mm-hmm. the still never came forth. So it makes you wonder, like, are these things? Because there's a part of me that mm-hmm. not sure what is actually real and undone, and what is just um, her suffering from schizophrenia. So, so and, and the thing, it was unclear to me how much she did or didn't remember after she left the hospital. When she leaves the hospital, remember she actually doesn't remember breaking up with Sam, and she right. doesn't remember that Becca had cheated with that bartender. Like it's just not in her head anymore. Right, um, and then and then Sam and Becca make that pact that they're not gonna that neither one of them are gonna tell her. That's a really fucked up thing to do. It's a rotten thing to do that she breaks up with him and then he pretends that she didn't break up with him. Right. Yeah, that's rotten. Yeah, and then he's just like having sex with her and like you know oh you know I'm just here for you blah blah blah. And I mean obviously he cares for her. He really is concerned about her safety, but he is really taking advantage of her situation. That that shit's kind of foul. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely messed up. Yeah. One thing that I thought was interesting, too, about uh, Alma's powers, which um, is, is a lot of time alluded to her being um, a descendant or being a shaman, pretty much, mm-hmm. was that she can see other people's past. What I thought was real interesting about once she saw Sam's past and saw you know him coming from India and um, struggling to belong and learning, learning English and getting picked on and all of that. And because it was even I think because he, he knew English. But he would stay up as a kid, like I think he was supposed to, like in middle school, and he would try to work on not having an accent because he was picked on so much for his accent. And after she saw his past, she for, she pretty much forgave him for, you know, the fuck shit he did, acting like they didn't break up or whatever. And I thought <laughs> it was interesting because it made me think about sometimes, like, I guess if we are able to see the child and every last one of us, we can have more empathy for the other person. Maybe not even just the child, but just the ability to see outside of yourself and and truly, truly empathize 
with the perspective of another person. Yeah, but I think the child is like such a crucial person. Like when you think about it, uh, I mean, I feel like the majority of the way that we think in our psychosis come from our experiences when we were children. Well, also their experiences were so similar, right? You know, in many ways. Um, you learn a lot about Alma and her. This wasn't immediately clear to me, and I think early on, it does come up. It comes up a lot more later, at least as far as like just you know the, the um, her her um, being deaf being kind of something that comes up in multiple different ways. Um, yeah. But it, it's it. I thought the way they they represented that was was really fascinating, um, and and just well done, and and put together some things for me that I just didn't think about for a child's development and the things they have to think about and deal with. Um, it was really really cool because I mean she struggled learning to speak too because she wasn't able to even hear people speak, and to kind of see two parents go back and forth about like, should your child have an implant and like how much agency do you give them over that decision? Um, all kind of things they did, they like just gave perspectives. I just hadn't even considered a thought about beyond just like racial and cultural aspects, like to have that sort of physical thing going on, like how that impacts your life was really interesting to see too. Right. Yeah. I like that too. I like how much we saw of her childhood and how much we forgive her for the times that she's a little bit like, uh, as an adult, because you realize what she's been through as a kid. I mean, she has her like prickly moments, but if anybody deserves to be that way, it's somebody who, you know, lost their dad in such a tragic way. Everything on this show is based on what you're willing to believe as far as does Alma have powers? Is she actually seeing these things? Or is she schizophrenic and making these things up in her head? That that is kind of the the core of most of this, as far as like what you believe, as far as like where the story begins going. Now her mother does admit at the end, at the very end, last episode, yes, I was there at the lab. That's as much information as you get as far as it being true. Now the, the thing is, there's so many moments where like she does something, where like she's looking in people's past and this and that. There are ways you could explain some of the stuff, or even like Sam's background, right? Everything that we saw from that was imagined like it could like let's just say you think she she's schizophrenic you you could say sam told her all this stuff about his past about having been picked on about you know how he didn't tell nobody before he left uh from his native town in india that he was going to chicago uh to go to school i think it's cool that you know reasonable people can interpret it different ways i think that makes it for a more fun more textured show and yeah it's almost dreamlike and the effect, I know it's not exactly rotoscope, but it, it's kind of like what Scanner Darkly did, which was rotoscope. By using, by using that particular type of animation, everything feels weightless, and it feels like... Yep, it is rotoscope, sorry. Yeah. yeah, so everything feels kind of weightless, and it means that anything is possible, and anything can happen, and it's kind of like a dream where you're not really limited by the physical world. And I like being in that zone. It's a really We talked about this a little bit before the show, how good of a fall asleep show it is because you feel like you're kind of transitioning very nicely from the real world into the dream world. And I feel like all the rules are gone. So like, I don't, you can interpret it as schizophrenia or some other type of mental illness or as time travel or as all of those things at once or as none of those things. And that's just a very enjoyable viewing experience, honestly. Like it's just a nice break from reality. 
And and one thing I, I personally I don't know about you guys. I don't like when a movie or a TV show makes me feel stupid. And when I yeah. mean that, like, I mean in a sense like I don't want you to give me everything. I want to be able to go back and watch it and then catch something that I didn't catch at first. Yeah. But you know, like they have like a scene and then they show like a flashback when something happened again. I hate when that happens because I feel like. I would have rather saw the movie again and then saw it and be like, oh, that's why that 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 was said or this happened. Mm-hmm. And so what what made me think about that was um that was a that was a scene with the um with the father, um, Jacob, where it showed him as a child and he was talking about how much he admired his mother. And he was looking up at his mother and his mother was talking to herself. Like her back was to him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, No, we can't do that. Yeah, and you have like some episodes later where Elma is sitting down with Sam, and she's talking to the ghost of her father, and she said, "No, we can't do that." And so it looks like to Sam notices, sees her talking, and it's just like a a real cool little callback, I guess you know, to like, and it also solidified more in Sam's mind that Elma is losing her mind, you know. Even though he, even though he tries to, I think he's pretty supportive considering the fact that she said that she's talking to her dead father and can travel through time. And he's like, okay, let's, you know, let's figure this out. But then as he starts to dig deeper and start to learn more about her grandmother having schizophrenia, and then also, um, I hope I'm saying it right, schizophrenia, or she's schizophrenic. And then also, she saw a video of the father doing like some type of ritual some type of Aztec ritual. And he's like, uh, I think she needs some help pretty much. Right. So I don't know. I like those little callbacks and them little scenes like that. So now at the same time though, one might argue, and I'm, I'm doing devil's devil's advocate stuff at this point that because she, uh, has these abilities and there are infinite possibilities that she is like, all right, let's, so let's say the moment where she screwed up the wedding, right? That happened. But then she went back and then she created the one where she didn't screw it up. Mm-hmm. That still happened. It's just like she's like not in that reality anymore. Her, herself who messed it up just is dealing with it. But she's like, eh, whatever. I'm not doing that one. You know, even with that, you know, another thing I was thinking was what if it's that she does not actually travel through time, but she. I think it would be like she's just rewriting everything. Well, not even rewriting it, but what if it's that she could just see in the future and see in the past? Meaning that, like, she saw a situation where she she fucked up everything at the wedding, and she was thinking that she went back and changed it. Right, right, right. Uh huh. Saw what could have happened and decided not to do that thing. But but see, somebody who's schizo could do that too, which is actually kind of interesting. Right. Like if if you had just enough impulse control to like, because I mean, I, I know there now this isn't exactly the same thing, but you know how like you might have like a business call coming up, right? And you're thinking to yourself, all right, well I could go into it and say this one thing, okay, yeah, that just totally screwed up, and then you do the thing that you feel like would make more sense, and maybe it, it goes worse, but you're like, eh, all right, whatever. I feel like I thought that through. Well, you also have the thing where you have the bad thing on the business call. You say the messed up thing, and it's really mortifying and embarrassing. 
And then as you play it back over your head, you're like, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Like maybe what I said kind of yeah. made more sense than people than it seemed like in the room, or maybe they didn't hear me or whatever. And you kind of rewrite it and like run run it run the record through that groove so many times that it plays the way you wanted it to in your mind. Like to yeah, almost protect yeah. yourself mm-hmm. from the I don't want to say trauma, that's an overstatement, but but from the dismortification of the awful thing you said. But see, memory works like that though, right? Yeah. So Yeah, it protects so us. Mem- memory is never it's very rare. Like there are a bunch of studies on this, and I'm not saying this as an expert in it, but like almost no psychologist or whoever the expert would be on memory kind of stuff would say like when you go back and remember something good or bad in your past, like it happened the way you remember it happening, right? Yeah. So right. when you you know went to prom or you know you graduated from college or you had your wedding or you lost your virginity or uh, or you got your first job, like all these different milestones, like or had the the job you think, oh, that was the worst job ever. Like you probably remember things worse than they were, and you probably remember things better than they were. That's yeah. what a lot of people say about memory and and how we interpret memory. Yeah, you really can't trust you can't trust your memory. Point blank, period. Another thing I was thinking that what if she's a combination of both? What if she is like a psychic or a medium, but she's also suffering from a mental illness at the same time? That would be pretty dope. Yeah, which would explain a lot. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. the fact she because and then another thing I was thinking while I was watching this, I, it made me think about deja vu, like just having deja vu. And then yeah. it occurred to me, what the hell is deja vu really? Like nobody really can explain what deja vu is. We all have it. Yeah. Man, I, I had it for an entire day a while ago, and it was like the most bizarre experience I've ever had. Like I was listening to podcasts, and I was at the gym, and I couldn't hold it together from like one thought to the next because I kept – like having deja vu, like in the narrative of the podcast, deja vu is terrifying. Yeah, deja vu is extremely terrifying because it's it's unexplainable. Like it's like, where is this coming from? You know, another thing that's weird about humans too is that most people have similar dreams. Yeah, like most people have the dream where your teeth fall out your mouth, where you're falling from a building, yeah, where you you're you're naked, or where I don't know if you all had this dream where you're you're in high school and you have an exam that's due. Do I keep Every... randomly having the dream where like I I I'm in high school and I have not graduated yet. That's I, that I, one. And, and, but, and I'm about to go to work, but nobody knows I haven't graduated college. I mean, not, I know that I haven't even graduated high school. I need to go back and go get my diploma before somebody finds out. I have it about my algebra two class from like no, not even algebra two, like algebra class from like seventh or eighth grade. No, right. pre-algebra was seventh grade. Algebra was eighth grade. So I have it about seventh grade pre-algebra. Where I realized that I've never finished the class. I just like forgot to go to class every day. And <laughs> now too. it's the end That's of the year. All the time I have that dream. And then I'm like, wait a minute, who am I? I have a job. Like I've been out in the world for 20 years. And then I'm like, okay, wait, it doesn't actually matter if I finish pre algebra. Because I already got the job. And it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got the, and they're never going to go back and check. But oh my God, that one drives me nuts. It's so no, anxiety. I also keep having like, Randomly, I'll I'll have a dream that, like something happened in it. It's it's not even like maybe even that crucial. But then like I re-enter that universe like a month later, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like so so like it'd be like if you saved a game and you just came back into the game at the, the yeah, same I state. I hate that. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Like I'm back here. All right, well I guess let's keep going. 
okay, but did that really happen or is that deja vu? Because is that a, I've had the thing where the dream tells me you've been having this dream previously. So yeah, it makes that, it makes the dream creepier. Like this is the third night in a row you've had this exact same dream, but I probably haven't. Or the dream where like you realize it's a dream and now you like, oh shit, well Freddy Krueger tra- chasing me, but I got this pencil in my hand. I'm turning <laughs> this into an axe. Screw this. Turn around and whoop his ass. Yeah, when you have a dream and you realize you can change things in your dream, that's like a pretty badass feeling. Yeah, but see, th- but that's the thing. So like, how different is that than what happened to to Alma, right? Right. And it, and it's like, or you know, another thing that would be really messed up if she never woke up from the coma. Yeah, it's mm. possible. That would be like a lost. <laughs> People would be pissed off. Nah, that. yeah, I'm, that that that's a cop out though. I I, I don't see them doing that. That, that would kind of that that's like no. What what was it? Dallas, the show that did that. Yeah, Dallas did that. Yeah. More I can't like, imagine. Uh, I can't imagine anything too much better than the ability to know you're in a dream and change the dreams. I definitely right. can't do that. Every time I know I'm in a dream, I wake up immediately. It's kind of dope, but like I can't do it very long, though. I can do that for like maybe what I consider in my head two real world minutes. Or you ever like have a dream? Like I've had like things happen where like I fall asleep for a minute, but I was in a dream for an hour. It's so interesting to watch this show and just think about like what the brain is is capable of doing. And like this idea, what they bring up a lot more. It, it it's mentioned at the beginning. It's mentioned a lot more at the end, kind of more, uh, more overtly. Just that humans have gotten really far away from nature and like alma talks so much at the beginning it's like this very trite thing at the beginning so i was like i really wonder where this is going because you know it's like you wake up it's kind of like uh you ever read white noise with don delello oh yeah i love that book yeah oh it's such a good book um but it's kind of like this monotony of society and just people who they just kind of do stuff day to day um, and you see like a lot of uh, postmodern TV shows do this where they do like you wake up and you do the same thing over and over again. And like, you know, you brush your teeth, you go, you know, you do your commute, you go to work, you sleep next to the same person. You look at beans. Oh, my God, these beans are, are you know, which ones are better? And then it's like, oh, my God, I'm the most boring <laughs> person ever. And like, you know, you know, like that, that whole thing. Right. And I'm like, all right. So a bunch of people have done this. Where are you going with this? And they they kind of flip that idea around to, you know. Talk about like not just like this kind of existential fright you have about like where your life's going and like God, because there's this moment like everybody has where you see all these people, you know, getting married and having kids. It's like, well, shit, what am I doing and what am I going to do? And this person I'm with, like, is this going somewhere? And then it's kind of like this fight or flight thing where it's like, am I going to run away from everything or am I going to try to? commit to what's right in front of me that really does matter to me but like i'm scared i might get hurt and everybody to some degree has some version of that i mean some people either plow all the way in or they have that moment of self-doubt and i think that's one of these things that makes this show so relatable and cool is that it's very fanatical but it's very much rooted in kind of the the experience we're all having now as people in the world in in this society who are attempting to deal with that particular issue. Like if if you're trying to figure out who you are and, and what you're going to be and what you're going to commit to and who you're going to commit yourself to, what does that mean for you? That's a very, I mean, it's, you know, I wouldn't, I hesitate to call it traumatizing, but it, it, it feels really, really 
Like it like just has a grip. It can be very depressing and scary. Like the whole experience. Well, and then whatever decision you make, you have to spend your time justifying it. Like if you're right. like, I'm going to stay single, then you have to like explain why that was the right thing to do forever. Or and then, as and then as she's going through that trauma, she, she, instead of just only hurting herself, she goes after her sister too. Oh yeah. No, that's the worst when you have to like take other people down to justify what you're doing. Yeah. 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 But it, it felt yeah. like very human that she did it. it like I'm not, I'm not like she's a bad person and as irredeemable. It just felt like a mistake that people make. Yeah, I was upset with her. I understood, but I was upset with her. But but yeah. I liked it that that they can let me feel that about her character. I mean, the other thing too that's really fascinating is by the time you get to the end and she realizes her father's committed, excuse me, well, in her mind she's made the she's come to the conclusion, I'll say, that her father committed a murder suicide. When you, when she has that moment and he's there with her and they're in the car and they're plunging down the, 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 the depths of them both, her father's like, I can't go back. I can't go back. Like, it's too traumatic for me. And she's like, no, you can redeem yourself. You can do this. You are a good person. I got my good qualities from you. You can yeah. do this. And she's forgiving of him through the whole thing. Now, one thing I really do want to spend a little more time talking about, and, man, we've been talking for a while about this show. I think it's worth it, though. Um, her father, Jacob, um, what did you guys think of his motivation and just how he how he is pushing her to let's just you know however you want to play it up right that she is schizo or this is happening what do you guys think of the way he's pushing her the motivation and, and the way he keeps telling her like emotion is important you need to be worried about worried about you know our our research essentially and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish but really it just seems to be about getting him back alive and that's it even though we're not even clear why he's so badly he wants to be alive well we we do kind of find out essentially why he was doing his his main motivations isn't was really to bring his mother back i don't know if you remember i don't i remember him saying it i don't know if i believe it well I believe it because it explains why he was doing the research to begin with and why he he felt he was so um, obsessed with it from the jump. Like he truly believed that his mother was a shaman and he truly believed his daughter can do the same thing that he thought his mother could do. So. But then this this is this is going off the assumption that everything is real. Right. So that's what I mean, too. Right. So like. Is still if, around. If, if she's schizophrenic, that's a weird thing for her to be considering, right? But if this is actually happening and there's this selfish because the thing is that almost me like her id is creating her as image of her father to be this selfish person to use her for his purposes of like creating power. Just I mean not even creating power, but like a, using her power to redeem himself but like why would her id create an image of her father in a way that's selfish and that is a cheater and that is you know using and abusing her now that would probably give her an excuse for why her father was doing those things but that's actually it's one of the things that almost makes me hesitate to say she is just simply schizophrenic well i guess it it would make sense because um she he did abandon her and like her, no matter even the fact that no matter how he died, he just left her that night, and she never saw him again after that. So she could harbor 
subconscious negative emotions and feelings towards him. Like Mr. Robot? I've never seen Mr. Robot, but yeah. Oh, this is such a great show. If that's what it is. But then also, it's kind of like... Well, I should not have said that for people who haven't seen it. Even if he's making up, even if she made up the idea that he wants to bring back his mother, it's similar to, I guess it's parallel to what she's doing currently with going in the past to bring him back. How so? Oh, you mean trying to save a parent? Trying to save a parent, yeah. So she, so on one end, she envisions him as being selfish if this is made up on in, in her head. On the other end, He's being selfless because he wants to save his mother. Mm-hmm. And she she would believe in her father for that cause, you think? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes some sense. Some sense. Yeah. Anything to pretty much with now. And that's the awful thing when you lose a parent at a young age is that if you don't really know them that well, you don't know what their character was. And you either fantasize about it being really good or really bad and probably like everybody they have good and bad qualities and you just don't know how to define them i mean if you if you're lucky enough to have your parents with you all your life you get to see them in all of their fullness and richness as a person but you know she loses her dad so young she only has a few scattered memories and he's kind of defined by the way he died right right and then there was that i remember i think it was the first episode when she saw the picture of him smoking Yep, it was. She made such a big deal about him smoking, and when she finally did have her accident, she saw him on the corner, and that would cause her to, you know, lose control of the car and um, spin out and get hit. But see, that that's also more evidence that you know it 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 might not be what it seems to be, you know. Exactly, because she could have another part of um, just to add to what Tim's saying is like if you don't know your parent because they passed away so early, you just making up stuff, and I think seeing seeing him smoking may have triggered in her mind that he had a lot of secrets just off the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause she did say, what else do I know about my dad? Right. Yeah. That's mm. good writing. That's a good, uh, that's a good catch. That's a good example of like a thing that they don't spell out for you, but you have to talking about it for 45 minutes. You can pick up on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's cool. A damn like good that. show, man. It's a damn good show, man. I was like, I was pausing episode. Well, not pause. Like episode would be done. I go over and hug my wife. <laughs> I was like, I appreciate you. Was Sarah watching? <laughs> nah, well, she she was watching one of her Korean dramas, and like I had started watching before she did, so and she wanted to see it from the beginning, but she kept like going, "Oh man, that looks like somebody be into." I'm like, "Well, you're too late." I was gonna say this seems, this definitely seems like a Sarah show. Like you, you can't watch this. You can't be in the middle of the show trying to watch. Now you can see this from the beginning. Yeah, and go from yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I, this is one of the best shows I've seen like in the last five years easily i mean i don't even know where I, i'd rank it necessarily immediately um i was very impressed with this show um now i don't know if there'll be a season two um i'm not even sure i'd want a season two um because of how it ends tim i don't want to ruin exactly how it ends for you i think when a it's show ends, watching yeah when a show ends really well you don't need one it well, it 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 can be a season two, but it also could end there, and I would be fine. I'd be totally fine. Um, Either or, yeah. And because you haven't seen it, this is the one thing I don't want to spoil for you. So I'll shut up about how we how it ends. But um, nuclear bomb destroys the entire world. That'd be kind of dope if she like reversed that shit and then became president. 
But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like honestly, like you could even do like a season two. Is like this is the origin story of the person who decided to take over the world with her psychic powers. <laughs> <laughs> she created the X Men. All the shaman came together. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we only got a little bit more time left, but if you guys love like um, Undone. I don't know if you guys heard of this book before, but it's called The Lathe of Heaven Mm -mm. by Ursula K. Le Guin. Oh, nice. It's a lot like Undone to me, where it's like, it's pretty much where it's a a science fiction story. And from, if I remember it correctly, it's about this main, the main character has this ability to where, like, when he goes to sleep, he actually, his dreams actually um, change reality. Oh, mm-hmm. I've seen this concept a few times. I haven't seen that book, though. Right. So he, mm-hmm. well, pretty much in the story, he he goes and he um, he tries to stay up by taking all these medicines, med- all these different medicines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so this, um, his psychiatrist... Um, pretty much finds out that he has this ability he tries to exploit it to make a utopian world mm-hmm. and it's it's freaking crazy it's it's a lot like it's a lot like this but um on a whole nother level it just made me think about it when tim said the nuclear bomb thing so if you guys read the material the length of heaven ursula k Le Guin, strongly suggested because that would be crazy if like she realizes this is a thing and she's like all right well i'm just gonna chill like i'm gonna my dad's bag we're gonna try because the thing is like let's say he came back like does this mean that the timeline changed or is it like everything that happened happened but now there's like a dad there that wasn't there this whole time right mm. so there's all these possibilities you could mess around that with but change, like, that would change a lot of stuff because even when, mm-hmm. when f sam she had told him when everything changes i won't even know you anyway so Mm, that's true. Dang, man, you see, you ruined it. You, don't ruin too much for the end, but uh, oh, it's ruined. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sneeze you loose. It, it'd be so clean though if like they brought it back and she's like, yeah, I'm just trying to live my regular life. And then it was like some crucial stuff happening in the world. And she was like, I'm gonna fix that. <laughs> but then like it starts going wrong. Right. You know, and that's that's always the thing. Like anytime you mess with timelines and stuff. You, you all, there always has to be that set of unintended consequences for messing with stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, true. you fix one thing, and then it causes a bunch of other problems. Yeah, a domino effect, pretty much. Yeah. Or the, uh, what are you, the butterfly effect. Because yeah. the one thing that, sh- that does, that comes up that's really, really clear is, even if these things are real, the one thing that's 100% true is her dad does not know what the hell he's talking about. Like, he doesn't actually know how to do this shit at all. He he confused. Yeah, he was like, yeah, do it like this and do it like that. And she was like, I'm doing that, and it's not working right. Like, that's even in the episodes that, that you know, you've seen so far to him. And, and like, you, she becomes more and more skeptical of him as things go along. And it's it's really interesting. And not, not like, of his character, but just, like, of his understanding of, like, how this works. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think we've been talking long enough. Um... You guys got yeah. any closing thoughts or watch the damn show? It's really good. Yeah, I've been <laughs> suggesting to everybody at work, like, they like yeah, yeah. If there was an undone T-shirt, I'd wear it. Right, right, right. Yeah. 
I agree. Honestly, I think so. it's really strong. And uh, I think people should also check out coffeeandnamaste.com, a little site where they can get some get some goodies from Keith. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about coffee mugs, not goodies. Not, not, not yet. I don't have actual treats or anything, but <laughs> coffee accessories. I think I consider <laughs> things to drink coffee out of to be goodies. I will stand by that. Right, uh, I right. think anything good I, I, is a goodie. Just, just for the sake of the nomenclature of our audience, just in case. We're not talking about weed. Or <laughs> Jewel. Yeah, yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're Line. Jewel kills. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag but, Jewel kills. But yeah, also check out um, Shoot This Now with um, Tim and his wife Deidre. It's a pretty cool show. I wish I came up with it. Uh, <laughs> talk about real life things that should become movies. And shit, some some real life things that are becoming movies. I don't know if it's thanks to the show, but you know, we're back in one month. Up. Yeah, I hope people will check it out. We are so, we are quietly working on big big things, and uh, I'm not allowed to say any more than that. But check it out next month. Yeah. Sounds good. With that being right. said, we out of here. Peace. I'll catch y'all on the next one. All right, peace.